0: Hi everyone, you're listening to L&D Spotlight, a podcast about learning and development brought to you by Nifty Learning. I'm your host Liz Stefan and together we're here to learn about L&D. I'm joined once more by Lavinia Mehedin, two people experience manager at EMAG and curator of Offbeat Works, the digital magazine and newsletter dedicated to L&D professionals, always packed with actionable resources and advice. Today, we're talking about business acumen in L&D. What does it mean for an L&D professional to have business acumen? Where and how do you find such knowledge and why it is important for our domain? Avinia, thank you once again for accepting our invitation. very, very happy to have you back. I'm really happy to be here once again. Let's dive right into the topic. What is business acumen and why is it important for learning and development?
1: Business acumen is a combination of skills and knowledge that in the end sum up as how well you understand your business, your industry, or your customers. And it answers questions such as, do you know how your business makes money? Do you know what you spend money on? Do you know what drives business performance? And so on. Our main role as an l d is to support business performance either by driving down costs or by driving up revenue, and we do that through skills and know-how development. So if that's our end goal, how can we achieve it without having business acumen? I would say that we should have this capability as LNDs. firstly, because it's strongly related to our role in the organization, and second, because we can earn the trust of our internal clients by using their own language.
0: Essentially, you're bridging the gap between two areas of a business that historically have worked separately, the L&D function and the themes that actually drive business growth, right? Yeah, exactly. Is business acumen a skill or is it a form of knowledge? What is it?
1: As I was mentioning, I think it's a combination of both. If we talk about knowledge, we can say that understanding your business model, the drivers of profitability and cash flow, or the interdependencies of various functions within the organization. Those are the knowledge part of business acumen. And on the other hand, acting on that information or forecasting your impact based on the solutions you come up with are some of the business acumen skills you should have in your toolbox. So yeah, it's definitely a combination of both
0: would you say that right now your typical lnd professional has this knowledge or skill my guess is that most lnds don't have this skill and
1: if you think about it it's mostly related to our background on one hand and on the other hand it's related to what our internal clients usually expect from our function and if we talk about background Let's say that some LDs have focused their studies on psychology, behavioral science, or adult learning. Mm-hmm. Which, well, don't get me wrong, it's great because that's another critical piece of knowledge we should have, but it's definitely not the only one. Others that don't have that background might have worked for other HR functions and ended up in LD because their career path progressed and got them there. But nowhere down this road have they encountered the need to acquire business acumen so this is the first case the second case is that our internal clients if you think about what they usually ask from us is book or designer training there are of course some lucky lnds working with business partners that get the role of this function but that's a small percentage of all lnds so the main idea is that no one expects us to have business acumen. So given these two cases, I honestly can condemn l that don't have business acumen, but I strongly encourage them to do so in the future. And yeah, I have to add that there are some chief learning officers that ended up in that role after spending time in the business and they definitely have business documents, but I think we can't generalize
0: what you're telling me is that there's one background related thing that works against having business acumen, which is the fact that most people in learning and development may have focused their studies more on analyzing people rather than businesses. And the other one is that the way that internal clients, so essentially the way the business speaks to l creates this potential wall between the two sides of the company. Yep. Okay. How do we bridge this gap? How exactly does a learning and development professional get business acumen?
1: The first step is to actually go into a business function where you are forced to learn about the business to do your job and then get into L&D and apply everything that you've learned. But for everyone else, I think it's mostly related to getting involved in the business and maybe join some specific small projects to gain this skill and that know-how. Or you can make friends with your finance department because although they are well known for reading numbers, they are the ones who understand really well the business model and where does the money go or how do you make money and so on. So they can help you gain business acumen and you can get a mentor from there and I've seen it in action that people in finance are as interested in sharing their knowledge as anyone else and the third thing I think is since we're in charge of learning let's be in charge of our own learning you know so if you're building programs for the L&D function, or if your L&D function stands into HR and you're building programs for them, you can have this track into your learning program, business, learning business acumen. Those might be some ways, apart from reading articles listening to podcasts, watching people, well-known people on the internet, those might be some other ways to gain the skill.
0: Would it be a good idea for someone in L&D, for example, to just do some over-the-shoulder job shadowing with some of these departments to get the hang of the language and the terms that are being used? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good idea. But since you're not making the job, probably you won't pay attention to it as much as you would do when you are involved, you know, when there's something... But yeah, definitely shadowing, it's another amazing idea.
0: I think that you also have in your previous professional experience, actually a learning program that you were part of that helped you gather business acumen, right? Which you're now using as a people experience manager. Can you tell me more about the Future 25 program at Emag? Sure.
1: So I was first time lucky
0: enough to be a part of a company
1: that's really learning focused. And I was lucky enough to join this program, which is a talent development program. It has this really hard recruitment process. You go through many stages to get to be a participant. And once you are a participant, you get to year's learning journey in which, apart from all the trainings, workshops you're involved in, you actually get to work on a real business case study, which at the end you present to our senior managers, our board of executives, And they give you feedback on your work. So you are there with other people actually from finance, from technology, from product and so on. And you're working on this idea. You're doing a lot of research. You're actually building P&Ls and forecasting how your idea will bring added value five years from now. And yeah, it's definitely been great for me to be there and actually do that research and participate in building those finance tools to better understand our business. And I guess just it pushed me a bit to learn more about how e-commerce works, mainly because this is our industry. But yeah, I think that in any industry, you can go and read our There's McKinsey, where you can read so many amazing, amazing written articles and research papers about your industry to see where it will go and to better understand it, you know, because as long as you start from understanding your industry, then you'll better understand your business and so
0: on. And for those listening who may have not yet heard about EMAG, EMAG is the largest e-commerce platform in the east of Europe, right, Lavinia? Southeastern Europe. What I'm hearing you say is that if you're truly passionate and dedicated to essentially helping the business by way of learning and development, then you should definitely understand what the business does. So that you can take that information back within L&D and create genuinely useful, measurably useful learning and development programs for employees. I know that measurability is one of your favorite topics in learning and development. So what does that mean? When we say that l ds should have business acumen, they should understand the business, how does this ultimately feed back into the business? How does it happen in practice?
1: When you get to learn more about your business and when you talk to people, you'll start noticing some patterns. Usually that translates into knowledge gaps, into skill gaps. You will slowly start to notice those skills and knowledge gaps, although the business won't translate them like that to you, you know. But yeah, having the learning knowledge That will help you do that. Mm -hmm. So, once you see those skill gaps, those maybe habits gaps, whatever you can come up with solutions for, you can go ahead and brainstorm solutions to ultimately bridge those gaps and then. Once you have a list of solutions, you have to partner up with your internal clients. And I'm a fan of prototyping, so I will say prototype your ideas to see which one might be the best fit Mm -hmm. and take everything I've said until now and then look at the not so good way of doing things which is staying in your corner and not talking to people and they will come up to you and ask you for some sort of training and you won't be able to address or or let's say measure how fit is the solution you're served with at the end of the day to the actual needs of your clients you know. So I think business acumen helps both with coming up with solutions yourself and assessing the solutions you get from the business. Because anyone in l I guess, already knows how everyone knows how to do learning and uh, you will get some idea out of the business. So yeah, I think that's how business acumen helps in the end. And of course, as you mentioned, although it's probably the hardest topic in L&D, which is measurement. but it's a bit easier. You know what KPIs you're measuring because you're ultimately measuring business KPIs and you can measure those against expectations and reality. Yeah.
0: I'm thinking now as you're speaking that it sounds like the business speaks the language and L&D speaks a different language. And essentially what you're trying to do as L&D is to learn the language of the business so that you can finally, you know, when they ask you a question or they think that they need presentation skills training or something like that. So essentially giving you the solution, you're able to listen behind the words that they're using and thinking about the business need that they actually have, right?
1: That's right. When you put it like that, it's a bit unfair. Why do we have to learn business and they don't have to learn learning? <laughs> but I actually think that they have to learn learning as well, but not in the same depth as we know learning because ultimately that's the added value we bring to the table, understanding how individuals and organizations learn, but we do have to have at least basic business acumen, uh, skills and know-how to yeah, as you mentioned, bridge that communications gap.
0: I understand why you're saying that. I actually am of the same opinion. I think that at least people managers, but everybody should be aware of what professional growth means. And it doesn't just mean acquiring some bits and pieces of knowledge, but actually understanding why you're doing that and that behavioral changes take time and that asking for a solution by offering the solution probably doesn't help solve the original problem. Yeah, yeah, I am with you on that one. So I, I definitely agree. I think business acumen is one of those things that has been overlooked. Both the business did not think that LND needed that, and LND also didn't necessarily venture into that territory. But I'm a big fan of it, and I do hope that this helps other people in LND at least question the purpose that they have in their organization and helps them start opening some doors and asking some questions to understand a bit more about the business. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a firm believer that if you don't understand what drives that person's job or whatever gives them meaning and purpose in their job, it's very hard for you as a support function as L&D to actually help them perform. So the more communication, the better. Definitely. Thank you so much, Lavinia, for your time today. I thoroughly enjoyed talking about business acumen in l and I could not agree with you more and hope to see you very soon. Thank you for
1: having me again. And I'm really glad that we have this chance to have these structured conversations. And as you mentioned, probably hopefully help others be aware or start questioning the topic
0: awesome thank you thank you so much for being with us today this has been another episode of LD spotlight if you'd like to get in touch and join the conversation write to me at liz at niftylearning.io, or connect with me on linkedin at liz stefan have a productive week everyone